This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. So today I, I wanted to climb maybe back up to about 30,000 feet and take an overall look at the fourth verse in the seventh chapter, the Dalit verse, uh, and see how this serves us, so to speak, since it's the Dalit. And uh, when you look at all of that together, what does that look like since we had broken it all down? But now let's put it back together and see what that looks like. So when we read the whole verse in English, it reads, Thy neck is as a tower of ivory, thine eyes like the fish pools in Heshbon by the gates of Bet-Rabim, thy nose is as the tower of Lebanon which looketh towards Damascus. So really, really cool from my standpoint when you look at this, you see that we've got neck, eyes, and nose. And in their own way, those three um, are the entrance ways to three different senses, right? You got your sense of taste, which is in your tongue, which is down in your neck at the base of it anyway. And then you have your eyes, which are your sight, and your nose, which is your smell. And those are obviously very much the servants <laughs> of, of, of God through this. But and interestingly, they're described as two towers and a gate, right? You got the ivory tower and you have the nose, which is, is the tower of Lebanon. So it's interesting you got two towers and a gate. And the idea is that there, we have gates that keep our senses. And there's no doubt that they do. And, and so here, as we look at these, um, we have something that keeps them, right? Which is a word that is used throughout the 119th Psalm. And so it's a critical Bible word that, you know, how are we guarding our senses, so to speak? How are we guarding our nose? How are we guarding, uh, you know, that little, <laughs> be careful little eyes, what you see kind of thing. And, and so it's interesting that the operating idea here for all of them is faith, right? Because the idea of Lebanon is this idea of a white faith. And, and this idea of ivory, again, is very much connected to faith and to white. And, and then when you have the fish pools, you know, of that gate, so to speak, again, it's, it's connected to faith. And so I don't know if you ever thought about it. It's really cool when you think about it, that what you believe is what you see to some extent. <laughs> you won't even look at things that you don't believe are going to be helpful for you. Or, you know, in the, in the movie Santa Claus, you might remember they talked about believing is seeing. Um, sometimes people say seeing is believing, but there's no doubt that one of the gates that you have before you even look at something, like last night, honestly, when I got home, the news was on, and I just went in the other room because, you know, that was just something I didn't want to let through my eye gate, <laughs> so to speak. Or, you know, I'm not going to let, I do not like beans, okay, for those who know me well. No, I especially dislike lima beans and baked beans, and I don't like the way they, they, they taste. And so those don't get into my mouth, okay? Uh, they're, they're blocked out before they ever get in. But what's really cool is you've got gates that are down in your soul that, that actually, you know, you're, you're with God. You're checking with him. Is this something that I should allow past my sense of smell? Or is this something that I should taste? Is this something that I should look at? In other words, our faith is very much these gates. And here we have Jesus. He is, he is <laughs> admiring, right? your gates, so to speak, and your tower, your towers and your, and your gates. It's really, really cool when you think about what, what is going on here, again, when you climb up a little bit higher. And, and so what does that literally look like, you know, as you begin to um, really walk 
with Jesus. And so when you get to that intimate place with Jesus of allowing him to take part in the gating or the towering or the keeping process, right? Is this something that is true? And it has everything to do in its own sense with, you know, some of the lies that we've allowed past our gates. And so that's why when, and when we use our eye gate to take in the truth and, 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 we, and we use it to taste the Lord and see if he's good, right? And, and even smell of the Lord, however that might work, in doing so, you see, we determine what the truth is and we get our gates going better, right? We get our towers going better and we're able to protect not only ourselves, right, but our family as we work through these things, right? And so as you go through today, I just um, think it's a beautiful idea here is that God, you know, give us the wisdom to, to, to use these gates, you know, for your glory, right? And sometimes we need wisdom to open up some gates that we got closed. And other times we need wisdom to close gates that we got open. <laughs> and so, you know, what exactly does that look like in, in your life? And, and in fact, we even close gates to relationships that need to be opened. And we got some relationships that are open that need to be closed because they are, um, you remember we talked about yesterday, the, uh, the silent uh, sackcloth so, uh, uh, weavers, right? That, and, those, and that gate needs to be closed because that particular uh, relationship is not you know, helpful, you know, depart from us, you evildoers, as we talked about yesterday. And so if you got a relationship like that, or is there a relationship that, that you have let go by the side where you, that, that you felt like was that but needs to be reopened? And, and so, you know, we can be praying that God would give us those again so we can begin to use those gates and those towers for protection, but, but also, you know, to bring light through, you know, light comes in, light goes out, <laughs> and we need all the above because the operating thing is, is wisdom brings unity, right? And, and, and we're wanting these gates to, to be going towards that particular purpose of unity, of oneness, right, with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right, the, the beautiful idea of, uh, of the paradox of the letter Aleph is that it, it is the number one in Hebrew, but the word Aleph means a thousand. So with that, you have the paradox of unity in plurality, right? And so, you know, it's really an interesting uh, a paradox to figure out, you know, when it comes to how do we work towards unity when, when we've got these silent sackcloth weavers that we got to deal with. <laughs> and how, you know, do we use our eye gates along those same way and how do we use and how do we use our taste as well? So, something to ponder today on Bible Wonders. Thanks for listening. 